Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Shudder. <laughs> Shudder at the glass. Yeah. Got Derek Akora with me. Actually, he'd be a great guest, and he's local as well. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Chris's Comics. This is episode 13. Unlucky for some, but it's my favourite number. So, that, I don't know where to lead on from that. It's a terrible... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's already... It's the, like, oh, yeah, okay. Not my favourite number. It's already the second take I've done, and I just don't know where to go from that. What's your favourite number? Let <laughs> us know in the comments. <laughs> That man that you've just heard is punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidette, who is our resident special guest. Oh, I like that. Thanks you, for joining us again. You've just, like, you've done that thing where you make a job sound better than it is, so rather than be, like, called a plumber, you're called, like, a pipe uh, cleaning expert or something. You've just really you've enhanced my job to another level. So. Rather than being... The guy that's just always on this podcast that isn't me. The guy who has the time to do it. Saying that, though, I've I've recently got my equipment sorted out, and exciting times. We should get some new voices on this podcast. I've got a few special guests lined up, so watch this space. Um, Speaking of, the guy that I will have on a future episode, I just wanted to have a shout-out to Ben, Ben Allen, who designed my new logo. It's fucking awesome. It's me with an infinity gun on. Have you seen know. it? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking cool. Ben was kind enough to do me that as a commission, and I'm over the moon with it. It's such a fucking cool logo. He's done it like old school Marvel Comics logo, but like it actually with, with looks my like name it's, on it. It's crinkled as well. Oh yeah, he's done like a special like, effect on it. Yeah, he's he's done a really good job on it. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, go check him out. Um, his website is benalleninc.com. And if you go and use the code INC15, you get 15% off all his stuff at the moment. How do you spell Ben Allen? Uh, it's B-E-N-A-L-L-E-N-I-N-K.com. Sam. And uh, you can also check out his work on his Instagram, which is Benicillin. Uh, that's B-E-N-E-C-I-L-I-N. <laughs> and he's also... On a... has he got, has he got an Ibu Pro Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to do that. Ben, if you're listening... <laughs> Get on that. If that domain's not taken already, oh, that God. handle. Oh. I'd be proof, Ben. I'd be proof, Ben. Yeah. Um, he's also a fellow podcaster. He's on a podcast called The Super 8-Bit Power Hour. And it's like a pop culture podcast. They talk about video games, comic books, movies, all that kind of shit. That's um, the best. That's awesome. That's better than Chris's comics. That's better than Tortin Early too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that name is what the Super 8-Bit Power Hour. The Super 8-Bit Power Hour. That sounds like my finishing move. And you... <laughs> JB's final sex manoeuvre. Yeah, the Super 8-Bit Power Hour. An hour of it. Oh, well, it's so super. Cool. It's my finishing so move. You can, you can check out the Super 8-Bit Power Hour. It's 15 um, minutes of crying. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, it's at Super 8-Bit Power Hour. And as uh, Hugh from the show would say, 
um, is that a, is that the letter or the number eight? <laughs> it's the infinity sign on its side. Ah, <laughs> not Roman numerals. Um, and he also has another podcast called the Mint on Cardcast, where he talks about toys and collectibles. And uh, you can follow that on Instagram as well. That's M O Cardcast. So yeah, he's a very talented chap, is Ben. Go and check out his work. And uh, thanks again for that awesome new logo. And you'll be hearing from Ben soon on the show. Um, you can all appreciate the logo on this clearly visual medium that is a podcast. Well, <laughs> if you're listening to this, that's the only picture that you should be looking at because that's you should what... be looking at the roads. Do you? <laughs> I know I can see there's people out there veering all over the roads now. Or, this logo. Or if you're me, you have a podcast up while you're driving, but then you have Pokemon Go up so that you can play that whilst you're driving at the same time. I am not in any way affiliated with this. And then when it comes up and it says. You shouldn't, shouldn't drive while you're playing Pokemon Go. You just press OK and then carry on. <laughs> I do not endorse driving and playing Pokemon you Go. You kind of just did. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've actually got an itinerary for today. I wanted to be a little bit more organised. Um, so we're going to talk about later on. Um, the main, well, the main bulk of the show is going to be about uh, the Ultimates Volume 1, Superhuman. Uh, which is the Mark Millar and Brian Hitch um, spectacular from a few years back now, mm. uh, which would heavily influenced the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was shaped, really, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Volume 1 of that in a bit. We're also going to talk about what we've been reading recently, apart from that. And at the end of the podcast, something that you've probably forgotten about, we mm. need to announce the winners of our giveaway. From oh. a few podcasts back, we said that if... Somebody, uh, if you know, if everyone went and reviewed the Talk Nerdy feed, um, we'd give them some free comics, and uh, so we've got our winners here. You'll need to tell me because I'll have to post it on the Talk Nerdy yeah, Instagram as so well. Basically, um, listen to the end of this podcast, and I'll announce who has won, and then you guys need to get in touch with me and tell me your address, and then we'll post, post the it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just send uh, send an email to. Uh, Chris's Comics Podcast at gmail.com and let me know your address. How and many then, S's is in Chris's Comics Podcast? It's two S's in Chris's because I don't know if that's grammatically correct. I don't think it is. That's the way that it was designed on the very first logo that I had. So, so I just you've just always kept done that. It. Yeah. yeah. Jay Leal from Skeleton Crew. Uh, no, it's, it's Leal Legacy now, isn't it? Uh, it's um, not Jay Leal, it's just it's just, Justin Leal. Justin, Everything just, was wrong about that <laughs> sentence. Jay the Leal. artist formerly known as Jay, Le- Jay Leal from Skeleton Crew yeah. is actually now Justin Le- Justin Leal from... Um, Justin Leal from Leal, Leal Legacy. Legacy. He oh. designed my very first logo, which is wonderful. Um, but it had the two S's in the Chris's... Um, it's the American rather, way. Rather than saying, oh, I don't know if that's right, I just kept it. And To be honest, I think it's cool. So, no, anyway. So, yeah. Um, you have a pension for with the SS, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will not talk about my <laughs> tattoo behind my ear that I got. Like, I didn't know what it meant at the time. That's what you could get it changed to. You could get it to say Chris's Comics behind your ear. It'd be a squeeze. Uh, it would be a squeeze. That's what she said. <laughs> So yeah, uh, competition winners will be announced at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned till the end. That's how I get you. Because um, <laughs> you might get bored after uh, through this. We'll peek behind the curtain though. Oh, everyone has little techniques like that. Um, and the Super 8-bit Power Hour. So, yeah, and, but first of all, we're going to look at what's coming out from DC and Marvel soon. We're going to okay. look through the zines, uh, DC Nation issue... 
Five? Five or six. Issue five? No, it's issue five. Issue five. And then we got the, the Marvel one. Marvel started doing one now. What's it called? Marvel, Marvel Universe. Universe. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So, what's what's caught your eye in them, Job? Well, some of it, this didn't catch my eye in here. It caught my eye just me just browsing around. But, oh, perfect. I've opened it on it. Jeff Johns, Shazam. I can't, I can't wait. Jeff Johns, oh, yeah. Shazam. Shazam is finally getting his own book. Which is about amazing. Like, I can't believe that he hasn't had one already. See, I thought he had one because of that trade that you've got yeah. with the white front cover, but it's actually just Justice League stories with him in. Yeah, but Re- what's collected. funny, if you read that, if you read that, it, it is a book. There's, the it's, Justice League aren't in it. None of them feature in it. Uh, it, it is honestly, it is its own thing. So I was really confused when it was said it was compiled from Justice League because mm. I've read it and gone, yeah. well, how is this? This was... How is this not its own run in itself? Um, but I'm really looking forward to this. And again, Jeff Johns being behind it. Great pick. He did, he did it. So if this was like a side project, his last one, I enjoyed it so much that it's for him to be a main thing. Yeah. The main centrepiece. I can't wait. Who's going to be the artist on Shazam? The artist is going to be, he said... It's not it's, Gary Frank, is it? No, it's... Um, that is the dream team, in my opinion. Gary Frank was on the last one. It isn't, oh, isn't... he was. He was on the one that you've got. Yeah, it was good. I need to read that, because after reading Doomsday Clock recently, I've just fallen in love with Gary Frank and Jeff Johns as a creative team. Mm. They're just so good, man. Well, I'll, um, I'll lend you that Shazam, and I can't yeah. lend you the wrong one, either. <laughs> um, and Dale Eaglesham is going to be the new... Okay. It's either Eaglesham or Eagles Ham. I'll definitely be checking that out too because I'm really looking forward to the film. Uh, Shazam is an interesting character. It's like um, it's like big, isn't it? You know, it's Tom, big. Tom Hanks. It's it's a mix between <laughs> big and banana man. Yeah, it's great. A real fun concept, and uh, yeah, I'll be reading that. Um, the other one which caught my eye, which I had no idea about this until I picked this up, uh, Freedom for All. The Freedom Fighters return with a vengeance in a new monthly maxi series. Um, it's set in the Earth... What universe is it in? In Earth-X. Right. DC's Earth-X. So there's going to be the heroes, which I'll just read them out. The heroes. Jesse Owens, Black Condor, Human Bomb, Doll Woman, Phantom Lady, and Uncle Sam. Um, you might not know any of them. No, I don't know. No, then I think a lot of them are literally just singer... You know, they are... Of this universe, some of them might have even been created specifically just for this story. I'm not going to go into them too much because the bad guys are what are going to make this interesting. So the bad guys are. I read a little bit about each of them as well. The Hitler Dynasty. So um, Hitler died in the bunker in 1945. Um, Adolf Hitler's son and grandson carry on though, um, and they are the Hitler Dynasty, both of them. Um, the Plastic Men. Plastic spelt with two S's, Chris. <laughs> My favourite cat. <laughs> um, they're shape-shifting, futuristic versions of the Nazi SS, but now imbued with the powers of Plastic Man. Which right. is terrifying. Um, they have the Bozos, which is their version of... Um, poli- what? The Sentinels, essentially. But they call them Bozos. Um and it just looks like to be some kind of Elseworld story, not featuring any of the mainline heroes, but it is set in the DC universe, and it is about if the Nazis won the war. Right, that sounds pretty fucking weird. 
It is fucking weird. Who's writing it and drawing it? Um, I will tell you now. Hold on. I think what helps why they win is because um, Superman uh, lands in Germany. Oh. Kind of like a red sun. Yeah, like a red sun, except it's a a nine. Um, Who is writing this? Oh, um, Grant Morrison and Jim Lee. What? So, is Jim Lee... Oh, hold on. So, coming from writer Robert Venditti on Eddie Barrows. Ah, right. No, sorry. It's Robert Venditti and Eddie Barrows, but it's using characters that were created by Grant Morrison and Jim Lee. Oh, right. Fair enough. So, they've almost like got producing credits on this. Um, But that, it does, it looks interesting. The artwork Hmm. looks good as well. Um, Speaking of Grant Morrison, mm -hmm. he is going to be writing Green Lantern. There's a new Green Lantern book coming out. And... Has he ever written Grant the Green Lantern? I don't think he has. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he has done Green Lantern before. So that should be really interesting. And I'm very tempted to check that out. Um, Add it to my ever-expanding pull list, which I need to cut down on. I I cut down, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, And Sideways has got to issue number 10. Quite amazed at that. Way! Well done, Sideways. Yeah. Spider-Man. The fake Spider-Man, yeah. faux Spider-Man. Um, and, it won't be around for much longer. No. <laughs> um, and there isn't too much in this other than compare a lot of comparing things. So, who's the most magic person in the DC universe? Which is a worse place to be, Arkham Asylum or the Phantom Zone? Who are the ten most dangerous characters currently in the DC universe? There's a lot of this. Um, if you want an interesting DC factoid that is a lot shorter than this, do you know that Mark Hamill, um, if you put his name together in one line, it spells Arkham? Yes, yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. cool, isn't it? Um, but yeah, there's, there's stuff happening. But there's stuff happening with DC. There's stuff happening, which is interesting. Um, the Marvel one... Uh, mm, well, this isn't. if this is their version of the DC Nation... It's a bit dire because you open it up. Right, hold on, let's begin. You've got an introduction, fine. And then an advertisement for Fantastic Four. Another advertisement for Fantastic Four. Some drawings of Fantastic Four. It's a preview so, of the but book. It's, but it's, it doesn't introduce it at all, Chris. It just open it and it just goes... Oh, it says first look preview and the tiny is bad. Yeah, it's a preview, man. Uh, and then first look preview of... But it's not, it feels so... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, in, in, not improper. Fuck me. What is it called when you go um, informal? It feels informal. The structure to this, and they were led into it, and I feel like. So you, you, know, you prefer DC? I am preferring DC Nation. This is yeah. this isn't a big fan. Like it just first a preview of a load of stuff. Not really interested. Well, um, to be fair, the the Marvel one is just kind of a previews book. The DC one is a zine with interviews. And stuff yeah, like. I think I prefer the. I mean, I don't even go read too much into the interviews, but because they're there, there's a lot more to get at. Um, but yeah, this, I can't even really tell you much that's coming up in Marvel that's even remotely floating my boat. Oh, they're doing a Killmonger comic. Yay. Um. <laughs> Shuri is getting her own Shuri. series. Um, oh, now that's interesting. On the last page, you've picked up on something interesting. Oh, I have. So, the Defenders... Oh, the original Defenders are coming back. So, it's Doctor Strange, Hulk, 
Namor and Silver Surfer are coming together and it's being written by Al Ewing mm. who is mm. writing what else Chris he's writing uh, Hulk Immortal Hulk yeah Hulk he's writing right. Immortal Hulk which we know is fucking fantastic yes so ooh oh, I like that yeah yeah I might check for that one I so. really like that okay that's fine that's that's more or less what there is it's otherwise it's trying to push X Men on me, which I'm not really bothered about. But well, I know the thing is, you talk, you're a flat scan, you. <laughs> I am mutant and proud, and I'm loving all the X Men shit oh. at the moment. Loving it. Uncanny X Men's coming out. It's going to be weekly, mate. Weekly. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be living in a car. <laughs> fucking weekly. I was like, no. It's quality, not quantity, though. Look at Doomsday Clock. It comes out yearly. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or damned. We should yeah. talk about the book that's hot on everyone's lips. Well, that's but, coming out in th- three parts. It's a three-part thing that, and it's already been pushed back. It's coming out every two months, I think. That. Quickly, just because of what you said, it reminds me. So before I went to tell you the story, and I, I trailed off. Um, the um, oh, because you got me searching for stuff now. I, there is one mutant I do like. So Goosebumps is a fantastic. Book books, yeah. yeah, and it was also a really great TV show. Do you remember that? It was oddly disturbing for a kids show. Yeah, that. it was. <laughs> now, do you remember the episode Attack of the Mutant? Uh, I know the name. I had the book, I think. So, where this kid reads about, um, he reads comic books specifically about uh, an enemy called the Mutant, and there's a hero called the Galloping Gazelle who stops him. But they did it as a live action for the TV show. Right. Right? And it is quite an interesting story. He's reading this comic and all of a sudden the mutant starts appearing like in his life. Like he starts seeing him around and he's like, am I, am I, is my mind playing tricks on me? And then he's, he keeps reading the comic and he starts appearing in the comic. Right. And then the mutant reveals that, and it's, it's a sinister thing, he wants to take the kid out of existence and bring him into a comic. Like he won't exist in reality anymore. <laughs> Now, the Galloping Gazelle comes in to save the day, um, but is quickly very powerless and runs away. The Galloping Gazelle is played by Adam West huh. in in the TV show, and he totally Adam Wests it as well. I watched some footage today. Just voice acting. No, he's fully, like, I'll get a photo up of him. Look, there he is. It's the Galloping Gazelle. Oh, that's weird, man. How weird is that? Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to check that shit out. I think it's on Netflix, isn't it, Goosebumps? Yeah, look. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Mate, I want to watch it. I remember it being a scary episode as well. That that's like that's like commentary worthy. That definitely. Oh, are you sensing? Are you sensing something new? Something we do. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I... No, that's cool. Um, I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, uh, so yeah, let's talk about Batman Damned. Yeah. Because this book, this book has been creating quite a stir <laughs> on the scene. Um, it's fucking nuts to be honest no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's nuts it's shaft it's um, well basically for anyone that doesn't know for anyone that's been living under a rock um, it's the it's the first uh, book that's been launched on DC's Black Label uh, written by Brian Azzarello and illustrated by the wonderful Lee Bermeggio Um, and Lee's got into hot water for this book because he's drawn Batman's willy He's not, um, though, has he? You saw so the outline. It's, so it's, be, it's been creating such a stir because it is the first appearance of Batman's willy. Um, it's the first time it's ever been seen, apparently. <laughs> um, now, 
reading this book, if I didn't know, because obviously I heard the big media, you know, outrage when it when it was when it was brought out. I was a bit late getting the book. I was actually amazed that I managed to pick up a copy. Mm. I ended up getting the um, the Lee, the Jim Lee variant cover to it. But yeah, if I didn't know about, you know, that his Willie was in it, and I was just reading it, you know, just with a with a fresh mind, untainted, I don't think I would have really, like, noticed. Like, I, I would I would have gone out. Oh, there's a Willie there, but not really thought much about it. You know. Well, why is everyone paying attention to it? I, I for because me because it's like the first appearance of Batman's Willie. But so and... fucking what? It's a Willie. It's a... <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> nearly everyone's got one in the same way that nearly everyone's got a fanny. No, it's weird, Matt. It's a weird one because I put on my Instagram like the week after or something, Doomsday Clock came out. Yes. And Dr. Manhattan's peen was in there, right? No one said anything about that. No. Did but... anyone say about it originally? No, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, fucking hell, we live in a world where Saga has like well more bad stuff in than 69 that. 69 Sex it? criminals, you know. Yeah. We've got books that come out with nudity in. So it's very strange. I think I think it's because it's Batman. No, no one gives a shit if it's any other character, but because he's like he's Batman, he's like the biggest fucking character in comics, you know. So, I mean, I I think it was completely, and again, it's hard to say this without making innuendo, but blown out of proportion here. (laughs) But his penis was it it was there to symbolise. Like, his vulnerability. His vulnerability. Yeah. It's and it, also, it wasn't. It's, it wasn't even like fully lit. It was in a shadow. It was. Yeah. It was. You done just tastefully. saw the outline of his peen. It was. Like, it was done tastefully. It was clearly to show how vulnerable he was because it ends with him like in the fetal position yeah. on the floor. Yeah. It's, um It's also in the first black label where they're allowed to push yeah, exactly. boundaries. This is what I don't understand. And that you know, it came out like a few days later after it had been released. That DC um, were going to censor the online version of it. And was and it then, on the trade as well? And then apparently when the reprint was coming out, they were going to censor it in that too. Now they've said they're not going to reprint it at all. And it's just like, what is going on? And then now, issue two has been pushed back by like two months. <laughs> How many it's... penises are in this one? <laughs> yeah. kind of... well, the thing is... Like, is, it, is it a main character that I they think, need to rewrite? I think there might have been some Zatanna nudity in the second one maybe, but listening to an interview with Lee, mm. um, he was saying like, you know if you think issue one's bad, you know, you haven't seen nothing yet till issue two. So I think there's some serious censorship yeah. going on. But I don't understand because it's DC Black Label. They should be allowed to put out what they want on it. That's the idea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I just don't understand. It's very odd. Well, one thing I'm not really clear on as well, and maybe this shows my, I'm, I'm showing my naivety here, but when you go to a publisher of any kind, of the, the relationship between a writer and the publisher, you do at one point have the final version on the table, and you oh, have, yeah. and you, and you yeah. both shake hands and have an accord that that is going to be what you print. So why, at any stage, do they turn on and go, "Oh, we're being told that the penis um, isn't okay. We need to rethink everything." Well, hold on, you were fine until people said something. Just ignore them, people. It, it's it's money. It's it's literally money. No, we want to. They want to make a cash cow. No, but it's it's weird, man. Because like you get everyone's money. If it was about money, they'd do a second printing. 
They're not doing a second printing, which is really strange. Well, I, well no, will the second printing not uh, not be happening because they're saying we'll do a second printing where the penis won't get censored. They go to Jim Lee, or, who is it? Who, is, who drew it again? Jim Lee? No, no Brian, Azarello. Brian Azarello. Azarello, and as Azarello goes, I refuse to draw. No, not that. Brian Azarello. So he's the writer, Lee Bermeggio. Lee Bermeggio goes. I'm sorry, I will not do this without the penis. And I go, right, well, we're going to then censor it. And goes, well, you don't have the rights to do that. It's my work. You're printing it like that. We're well, not printing it all. Mm. And then, in fact, they've gone, what? Okay, we, we won't print another one. Let's have a look at your other work. We're going to have to change your list. And he's going, not yeah. a chance. Yeah, I reckon that's exactly what's happening. I think there's pushback from from Brian um, and Lee. You know, I, I think there's a bit of uh, friction there between... The editorials, maybe. You don't want friction on your penis. But I, I don't understand it, because, like I say, DC Black Label's meant to be their mature line, you know, yeah. so I don't understand what the big fuss is about. Well, um, they're like this with Vertigo, when that, when that started, or Marvel... What's Marvel's one? They're celebrating Max. Them, actually. Was it the Max series? Yeah, yeah, I've got a few Wolverine Maxes there, and, and there's worse things than dicks in that, you know, mm. like... And, you know, like got, two dicks? You've got Walking <laughs> Dead coming out as well, and there's loads of bad shit in that. There's like someone's penis nailed to a floor in that. Like, oh. no one's saying anything about that. You know, it's like, it's just because it's Batman. And it's like, it's ridiculous how much this book ah, is. ridiculous. This book is going for like hundreds on eBay. You know, we've each got a copy of this. We could quite easily sell on eBay now for a few hundred quid. I've got this horrible, like, but romanticised version of us where we're both old and we're both waiting for the other one to die. <laughs> And like, just like the first, like the copy of the damn. Yeah, just like a, I'm gonna get that copy of the damn off you, Chris. Tell you what, should we make like a pack now? Uh, so it's you know it's documented on audio. <laughs> Whoever dies first gets the other one's copy oh, of the damned. the damned. Yeah, and then we can sell it. Yeah. Um, that's so cool you've, that you've got the regular cover and I've got the variant so together combined as a set that would be worth quite a yeah, quite a bit. what was the last value you looked at when they were well, I sent I sent it to you well I sent you a link uh, to one that recently sold on eBay a slabbed 10 out of 10 copy of the Damned has just sold for $1,800 on eBay See, so, I've read mine once and I've locked it away well, same. I mean, mine's over there with all my trades because it won't fit my fucking long boxes. What? It's a stupid... Have you not even got a bag around it, you monster? I don't have a bag that big. Get a 2000 AD bag. I don't own 2000 AD. Yeah, we can order order one off Amazon. Oh, you can probably right. get it for 30p, a 2000 AD bag. Right, I'll do it then. But yeah, mine's just there. I don't know um, if I want you to die now. Is it worth having? It's in perfect condition. I've only read it once. Mm. Just all over the pages with the cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cock got you. <laughs> so, let's talk about how the book was. Not oh, just yeah. Like, I, in fact... Not how much it's worth. This was it com- any good? This The penis has completely overshadowed... It has. <laughs> completely overshadowed the, the quality of the book. So, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to come right out and say <laughs> that it's not... Don't believe the hype. Like it's it's okay. The art is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. The story and dialogue, not so much. Um, I thought it was a bit clunky. Yeah, clunky um, is the exact word. Hard to read in places mm. and follow the story at the same time. The narration was really confusing. I think they did it the Marvel way. I seem to remember hearing that they did it. They, the way that they did it, it was in a different way, where he did the drawings at a different point. 
so that I don't know. You can tell that it doesn't quite marry gel, up. Doesn't gel, yeah. does it? Um, I mean, when I first opened the book, I was like, "Wow, this looks incredible." Yeah. I mean, the format of it too. Okay, it's a bit of a pain that it won't fit in a long box because it's so big and wide. But produced in that kind of you know you know massive format, it just works so well. You know the the images bleed to right to the edge of the pages. You're not boxed in by white lines or anything like that. It's like looking at an art book. You know what I mean? The, mm. the way you look through it, and the quality of the art is superb. You know, Bermeggio has just done a fantastic job. Um, he can draw the fuck out of Batman mm. and the world mm. that he's in here. This damned world. He can draw him from head to toe. Yeah, <laughs> and he draws a nice Tatana as well. And Deadman. Mm. Deadman looked cool. Um, so yeah, it looked great. Um, I just wasn't that keen on the story. What, what did you think? I mean, I, I kind of yeah. It, it was it was a lot of nice stuff to look at. Yeah, but visuals were great. Visually lovely, but substance was a bit lacking. Mm. Like at the end, I did feel like I, on one hand I was thinking that was a great book to read. And yeah. I thought, was I reading it or was mm. I just taking in all the nice images? That's the thing. I think. I mean, if if I didn't have to worry about getting smudges on my book, I think I'd pull it out every now and again and, and, <laughs> and, and just, just look at it. You know, it's a. Are we talking about your penis? It's a oh. it's a great book to look at, but um, it wasn't an easy read. I'll put it that way. No, you are right. The the, the Constantine narration of the of Batman. Mm. Didn't and I was work trying... because you don't know it's Constantine. So yeah. If if, if it yeah. was a TV show and you heard a different voice yeah. than Batman's, you'd be like, right, who is this talking? Yeah. But you're reading it and going, is he speaking third person? Yeah. Is it is it Alfred? And it's I it's had to what... go back and reread yeah. the first few yeah. pages when it was revealed that it was Constantine speaking, and then I was like, oh okay. And then I tried to read it in his Scouse Liverpoolian accent, <laughs> but then some of the words and sentences weren't scout. Yeah, do you know was what it, I mean? Was it written more like it, Manchester again? I don't know. It was, it was it sound, weird, wasn't it? It sounded a bit Irish. Yeah, they, really, they have no <laughs> idea what scouts sound like. This it, is the problem with It didn't at any point say he wanted his gyro or <laughs> he needed to get down to the cop end. But it, it was, because the thing is, what should happen properly there is you should read it and be like, ooh, who is this? And it relates and gel with what you're reading. And then when you find out it's Constantine, that should add a layer and make you go, hold on, that means this has a double meaning now and go back. Instead, stuff didn't marry up. It had no layers. And mm. when instead of having a double meaning, some stuff finally had a meaning. But because of the way you're reading it, you're not committed. And it is really, it was a hard read in mm. that respect. I'll still pick it up. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like this is one of yeah. the things where, even if this is a car crash... This is comic book history. Yeah, and it's only three issues. Like at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I mean, it's it's more expensive too. I think it's like an eight dollar book, isn't it, or something? I think so. Uh, but it's worth it for the format alone. You know, it's a it's a lovely looking book. I just hope that the uh, the story gets better. You know, mm. um, so yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there with that. Um, I have been reading. Oh, here we go. Spider Man Annual Number One. Didn't read. That. Also known as Spider Man. Annual number 43, legacy numbering. Oh, fucking hell. Um, so here it is. Um, oh, you've got I, a variant cover there? No, that's the that's the regular cover. Oh, I must have picked up a variant. I've got one. It's Miles Morales on the front. No, oh, sorry. The, the Amazing Spider-Man annual. you got Spider-Man annual. Oh, fucking the, hell. Because Spider-Man is Miles Morales. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Well, they're doing the Spider-Man run at the moment with Miles Morales. 
No, it's finished, but that was just like a... Oh, Jesus, wept. So in, in my head, I've, I've not read it yet because I'm like, I'm, I'm just waiting for the right time. I've got a Miles Morales story just yeah. sitting there waiting for me to read. I've not read and I'm still not... Fuck's sake. The Spider-Man Miles Morales one that you've got is just a one-shot. Yeah, um, but I thought that, it was that... like an Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, no, no, this is... So, yeah, but I'm talking about the Amazing Spider-Man annual number one. Uh, legacy numbering 43. Which Wakanda issue is that? <laughs> so, um, yes, th- this was great. I actually enjoyed this more than the regular run. Really? Um, it's a flashback to when he had the black suit and uh, when the symbiote first took over him. Just after the first um, Secret Wars? Yeah, basically. He's just got back and he's got this black suit. Um, it's written by Saladin Ahmed, who's a really great writer, one of my favourites at the moment, actually. Um, and it's illustrated by Gary Brown. Um, that is a very unusually simple name in this industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this takes place, like I said, just after he's got the, the black suit. And it's all about how when Peter goes to sleep at night, the symbiote takes over his body and takes him out and he into doesn't the city. Know. And and fights crime, but does it Venom way? Well, not Venom way, but you know what I mean, symbiote way. Oh, holy so shit, this looks sick. Yeah, it's, it's really good, man. So it's like, um, it's really brutal. Um, That's what you want. I loved it. I thought this was like proper old school, uh, and the art like worked as well. It, you know, it reminded you a little bit of the 80s comics. Uh, but just let me show you this splash page of Spider-Man and Black Cat. How cool is that? Oh, sick. So, yeah, I recommend picking that up. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And Black Cat's in it, too. It was, it was the most fun I've had reading Spider-Man in a while, apart from issue one, which I really liked. But uh, let's move on to Spy- the amazing Spider-Man current run. Um, I can only go so far with this. Uh, okay. Okay. So I have stopped reading um, on issue six. Let me see the cover. Well, they've started the new one, the date night run. Did you read that? No. Because oh, Craven okay. the Hunter's coming now. He is, yeah. And yeah. I want... I've been dying to read Craven the Hunter because is it... Is it Craven's last, last hunt. hunt. Yeah, that's right. meant um, to be like one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time. I want to read that. I've so not read it either. I, I, <laughs> I want, call myself a Spider-Man fan. I want to read that so that this has a bit more substance yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that it'll, they'll, they'll be... Nick Spencer's the kind of person who will Ties back tie to it back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I want to read that so I've stopped where I am okay. so I finished on five but I'm still collecting them and then when I've read Craven's last ones I'll crack on well Craven's not appeared yet is um, he still not in that no, he's no, at no. the end of five you see, I know so. yeah I think this is like a two issue break before Craven comes along oh sick I can read um, that when I go to be honest I mean I was speaking to Phil Mouse about this run and I was like how do you feel about Amazing Spider-Man at the moment and he was like I'm loving it I was like, I, I, I might drop it. Like, what? It just, that issue was just boring. I don't know. Like, it was just... It, it's him and Boomerang in a bar full of villains, like a villain bar. I think mm. it's called a bar with no name or something. And there's, like, a Spider-Man quiz on. And, like... I, I don't know. I don't want to give... Too much away, <laughs> this is the, the weirdest thing. There's just... Basically, there's no Spider-Man action in it. It's just Peter Parker. And I don't like that. He's got to be in his costume doing some cool shit. Right, Otherwise, it loses, loses my interest. Have, I don't you, know. have you picked up number seven? Because that, that came out last week. Seven. No, I'm, I'm behind on my pull at the moment, but I'm debating whether to drop it or not. But it's just like, I want to read this Craven shit, so I need to carry on buying it. Did he not it. like the previous five issues, though? It's trailed off for me. Like, 
I, I really enjoyed like the first two issues, and then this like weird split personality thing came in, clone whatever the fuck it was, mm. and it threw me off completely. Oh, it made me I laugh like, my ass off. Oh, I don't know if I'm into this or not, so. I don't know. The Uncle Ben reference was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick Spencer's a good, funny writer, but, you know, humour in the book ain't enough to, st- you know, to keep me There's, Yeah, but there around, is stuff you know? coming, so we've got... We've definitely got something will happen with Lizard. We know Boomerang is going to play... is playing some weird background part. And for me, he's doing a bit of a Tom King and using underutilised villains a bit. He's oh, yeah, definitely yeah. got a plan for Mysterio. He's introducing yeah. someone new with that dark... that thing that scared the shit out of Mysterio. And Craven's coming in. There's lots mm. happening in the yeah, background. Yeah. So I'm maybe, really into it. Maybe this thing with Boomerang is just a bit of a lull for me because, like... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff brought up in this issue uh, that refers back to um, Nick Spencer's uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man run, oh, which yeah. I haven't read, uh, but I've heard really good things about it. Does he write Superior Foes of Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to pick that. I, I, the only reason I've never picked that up is I knew it was a different writer. Someone just... Uh, I, I don't know where... Maybe this is before I knew Nick Spencer. Yeah. I just saw a different writer and went, not interested then, and I cracked on. I will, they're only thin as well, those well, little trades. Apparently, there's an omnibus version of it that you can get for pretty cheap on Amazon. So I'm going to check that out when I've got some money uh, because I've heard really good things I'm about it. I'm to make an Amazon Spider-Man. And, and maybe if I read that, then this will gel more with me. Um, the stuff would be around. Okay. Uh, I have been reading Stranger Things issue one. Oh. Have you read that? Awful. It's terrible, isn't it? Absolutely God, awful, no thought, no substance, pure fan art at best. The story sounds like something that, they, like it's almost like they recorded when they were when they were like brainstorming for what's happening during the series. When well, you don't feature Will. What's happened with Will? And it's like they just said a few sentences and have rolled with that in the worst possible way because it it just doesn't intrigue me whatsoever and it's dead disappointing considering everything Stranger Things has been quality the program quality the marketing quality the Stranger Things mobile game is one of the best mobile games I've played in years it's a mixture of like every old arcade and like it reminded me of Pokemon the first Pokemon the way it's laid out the way and it was really entertaining to play then you get this what an opportunity missed yeah. I think, because, you know, when I first heard about it coming out, I was like, oh, great, you know, love the TV show. Um, this could really work in a comic book, uh, but this couldn't have worked any less. Like, it it was it was awful. It was one of the worst books I've read in a long time. Yeah. And it's such a shame, because the covers are so cool. Now, this was the thing. The covers I'm are still awesome, going to pick this up, because... No, no I do am. Vote with your wallet, no, man. If, if they keep producing covers like that... That's, so nice. no, think about it. If I said that poster is £4, yeah, but you'd pay for the poster. So why not pay for it as a comic because, and frame it? Because Dark Horse are getting the figures in and like, they'll see your, that you've bought it and they'll go, oh, people must be liking this. Issue 3 is selling. No. It's, it's only three issues shit. though, isn't it? Four issues, mate. Four issues. I'll have the four and oh, that is fine. No, I'm not getting any more of them. No. I Did... like the, the artwork on the front more than makes up for the terrible story on the inside. And I know that... Um, oh, I read an interview with um, an old Marvel writer and he said that's a, 
I, essentially, I am the problem with today's society. You are. Where he's going. Stop buying books for the covers. Yeah, it was like people buy them for the variants. Even it's disgusting. It is. And it is disgusting. Despicable. But everything it, that's wrong with the but industry. I'm not buying it to be like some kind of snob to be a cool guy. I want that. I want that artwork <laughs> to be a cool. Guy. You know, you know what I mean. To be like the. Uh, well, I have. I every... too am a cool. Guy. <laughs> I know, I have every issue of Stranger Things first print actually on Dark Horse. Oh yeah, I won't get a fucking second one. I'm not you. I'm not trying to get that, but I would just like to look at that image framed on my wall. And I think that's a really easy option. That's a fair point, but I'll look at your framed comic and go, yeah, that was a shit comic. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, well, you say that and then you go to sleep and I smother you in your sleep so I can have your Batman down. <laughs> this is what You're sense. not getting my Jim Lee variant. <laughs> so... I, let's move on to something that I've been loving at the moment, Batman Kings of Fear. Yeah. Now, this is amazing. Like, yeah. oh, Kelly Jones's art, man. I mean... Oh, uh, it's just delightful. It's good enough that he can write for the stereophonics, but okay. his, his, his work in <laughs> this know, is just brilliant. enough education to perform was great. Know. You know, he's so multi-talented. Um, no, I, I fucking... I, I'm lost for words. I just love this book so much. And... Visually, it's just stunning, man. The colours in it. It's like a Batman's cape there. I know. It's, it's just wonderful. It's probably my favourite book at the moment. Um, and also, just let me point out, looking through this comic right now, I've noticed um, the paper quality. Yeah. DC have got this new paper, and it is so nice. Like, have a little touch of that, man. Look at the sheen on that. It's like... It's proper good no, for blacks, you know, with the darks, the, and the colours just Are they using this for on it. all of their... Um... Well, every DC book that I've bought had it in, but saying that, I only buy Batman. So. Yeah, I only buy Batman. Um, so, yeah, the, the paper quality of DC's books now are, are really nice. Um, Marvel, on the other hand... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Have you noticed their new paper? It's awful. No. Right, let me see if I can... Well, actually, there's one thing just to say on topic... Um, on this, it's that one thing. It's a slight. It's I don't know if it's just me. I can get over Batman's really tall pointed ears. That I iconic a, man. I, yeah, I get it's part of the. It's of, Kelly Jones. Yeah, it's Kelly Jones's version of Batman, and it works in the. It works in this medium. One thing that I just struggle a little bit with is how muscly he's made Scarecrow. I don't care, man. I, he's, he's made him like a foreboding figure, and to be honest, I thought he was more foreboding in the same way. Joker, that Joker there in the in the Dark Knight Returns, that muscly one. Let's be honest, a thinner version would be scarier because you're more wondering why is Batman scared of this guy? He could easily snap in half, and the reason yeah, it makes a mystery. We're not bringing up the Frank Miller. No, that, but my that point is now. that it's the same with Scarecrow. I like him because he was like this thin character. Well, the, I, I, I'll come back at you and say it's all happening in like the uh, I don't want to say dreamscape but Scarecrow's um, fear toxin it, the visuals are sort of what Batman is seeing a, yeah, okay. it, he's amplifying it you know he might not actually be like kind of stature um, I'll give you that. I'm not having you dissing this book. It's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Have you mate. seen the video, by the let way? Let me look at that. Splash, double splash, splash. Fucking Taz walked in the room. You then. got Taz on your t shirt. I have, actually. <laughs> look at that double splash page. Look at that. It is like, look at the Bane. Just look at it. Look at Mr. I love his Mr. Freeze. Yes. Look at his Mr. Freeze. Look yeah. at Bane. Oh, mate, honestly. 
If I could have a wank over this book, I would. Right. But did you watch this that we posted on Talking Early? This. So oh, yeah. Kelly yeah. Jones Kelly actually Jones doing some of the uh, inking yeah. for uh, the uh, next the issue. Yeah, it's the next one. And then just see a little bit of a struggle between Batman and um, and the Scarecrow because there's needles flying about. So, yeah, if you want to watch that, you just go over to Talk Nerdy to me on the Facebook page and it's right there. Something else I love about Batman in this book is his bat suit. My favourite bat suit is the, the emblem. The, the yellow. The, the yellow emblem on the chest. You know, like classic Keaton Batman. I just love it so much. This is my favourite book at the moment. So talking about paper quality, yeah, DC oh, yeah. paper quality, wait, Marvel paper quality is awful because like, well, get me some Marvel now. Um, <laughs> get me some Marvel, Marvel now. now. Hey, that's a right. that's a little comic book joke there. This isn't a good um, example because I've had it flattened. But basically, when you well, yeah, have a flip. Uh, have you read this? You yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, I, I was hoping we could that. talk about this. Um, but it's dead. Glossy and it's basically the opposite to the DC paper, mm. and I don't like it. And not only that, but when you're reading it, it kind of get a bit of a, a grease on your fingers from like. I know you say yeah. I'm a greasy guy, but yeah. <laughs> I know that's just it's not just working at Domino's that makes me greasy. Um, no, and when you put it down on like a top a tabletop, the paper will sort of buckle a bit, and you'll end up with a wavy cover. And the pages kind of kink a bit, and it's oh, it's horrible. I don't like, know. I if, mean, honestly, if you leave it out in the sun a little bit on a table, it fucks up the paper. Um, right. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I I hadn't noticed that because I live in a damp cave, so it well, doesn't it doesn't really affect my, me. My general consensus at the moment is with D, with DC and Marvel books, right? Because that's pretty much all I read. Mm. Um, Marvel are killing it. The stories, the story side of things, brilliant. DC are killing it with the art. That's what I think. Okay, that's a fair. That's that's fair. You say that though, but we're gonna go over some other shit. But yeah, so Ghost, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider issue four. Now I'm really sad that this is ending at issue yeah. five. Really sad because I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I wanted it's, to carry on. It's blown me away. Um, this issue, issue four, was more dialogue heavy than anything else. It wasn't really any action. But it needed to move the plot along. Um, you know, you get, you get Thanos. Oh, by the way, spoilers, you know, like, if it hasn't been clear enough already, there will be spoilers yeah. when we talk about these books. There will be spoilers. So if, you, <laughs> if you haven't read a comic that we start talking about, just hit pause and then go and read it and then yeah. come back and listen to it. I've actually got an episode of the Super 8-Bit Power Hour pause currently until I've watched all of Luke Cage Season 2. Ah. So I can go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> That's what I do all the time. Oh, mate. Well, if I listen to that like, podcast and they start talking about a book that I haven't read, I'm like, oh, no, shit, no, let me so... pause that. So, yeah, you thought, you've been warned that we're going to be spoiling this book. So Frank Castle, um, as Ghost Rider, has taken baby Thanos along. He wants to raise him good so that Thanos doesn't end up bad, basically. That's mm. as simple as terms I can put it in. Um, and... Thanos, as an adult, has turned up now, and he's now the Punisher. He's got the Punisher shirt on and everything, everything. and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, he like, does. I want that as like a figure or something. Yeah. Like, I want a Marvel Select of Punisher. It Thanos. works so well because like, even oh, the, it's, like Punisher, uh, 
uh, Frank Castle didn't always have long flowing hair. He slicked it back. He's he, he silhouetted. So, that could be that could be Frank Castle. It's so clever. badass. Um, so he turns up and he, he says to Frank like, um, "You've done good. You know, you've raised me. Um, we live in a peaceful world now." And he like shows. It's very reminiscent of like Infinity War ending, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is really. When he looks out at the sun setting, or you know, whatever. The, and, the sun um, is going down. The sun is going down. <laughs> and Frank's like, oh shit, I've done a good job. Like, you know, um, and then obviously the truth is revealed later on that um, he's, he's just as, as evil as he was to begin with. Um, I, I just love those blimps like across the city <laughs> with this Punisher skull on, liberty and penance written on yeah. it. Like, the giant statue of like Punisher Thanos there. Like, it's just such a great idea mm. and it's executed perfectly in the art and the dialogue and the story in this book. It's it's a flawless book for no, me. It is. It it's really, great. I absolutely love it. I can't say, I can't really add any more to what you've said because you, 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 you bang on the money with everything. It's the colours, man. Yeah. And the, it, it just pops, doesn't it? You know, it just like, pops. Just, just pops right off the page. It's such a nice looking book. Like, I'd, I'd even recommend this to fans that you know, you know, comic book fans that that weren't really into the Punisher or Thanos. Yeah, well, I have said this. I keep calling Trigger's broom, don't I? Where yeah. the, he's not really. This isn't that isn't Frank Castle, really. But and he's got a tear rolling down yeah, his cheek and a little smile. And I've so, never seen Frank Castle cry. with a little bit of grey long hair. It's but it, it's a it's a version of him, and I'll ex- I will accept it if it. Yeah. Um, funnily enough. If we can talk, if we, are we talking about what we've been reading? Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a lovely segue here. So, in this book that you've handed me, um, Marvel advertising what's coming up for them, uh, a series of what-if books. So you're going to have Magic, uh, what if the magic became the Sorceress Supreme? Um, yeah, but isn't that just Infinity Warps? No, it's not. Because you've been reading that, haven't you? I have. This is where I'm going to get to with this. Right. So I, I, I didn't know anything about this. I only you've reminded me now. So what if Thor was adopted by the Frost Giants? What if Ghost Rider encountered a black metal band? <laughs> um, <laughs> what if Flash Thompson became Spider Man? And what if Peter Parker was the Punisher? Um, and what if the X Men was for some reason only in virtual reality? I didn't really understand that one. But I have been reading the Infinity Warps ones, which are also like what if. So what if Iron Man was Thor, and what if Captain America was um, the Sorcerer Supreme? The Captain America one is perfect. Oh really? It is. It was fantastic from start to finish. It made sense. It worked. It was almost like as you're reading it, I I began thinking, Stephen Strange, who? Th- this this character suits it more. And honestly, everything made sense. All the characters lined up. The Iron, Man, the Iron Hammer one with Thor doesn't. It kind of feels like someone's got... And it's a shame because I think it was Al Ewing as well. Oh, he, it? it's, he's done the best he can, but it does feel like he's gone. Iron Man and Thor can kind of work, and it's a bit loosey-goosey. The, that so, um, Soldier Supreme, it's called really really good and if, honestly I'm really good it's only going to be two issues oh think... so they're, they're two issues are they yeah each one's two issues each one's two issues you opened up a book before hold on it might be in this Marvel Universe one saying all the ones that there's going to be now I said I'm not going to pick up any of the ones I'm not interested in of, of characters not interested in but that would only be one so I'm going to pick it up anyway because then it completes the collection right 
you know what but, maybe I am that snob but the thing is like it does it tie into Infinity Wars that's going no on? so you can read it you don't need Infinity Wars so what so what's happened is Gamora using the Infinity Stones yeah. has folded the Marvel Universe in two right that's all it says so characters have merged and they don't know it and that's all that happens. So in the source, but what world are they in? Like, what's going on? We d- we don't know what the world is, but as far as we can tell, Soldier Supreme, he's the only. It's set again back in 1945 when he's old Captain America. So there's no other superheroes anyway to bother him. So it oh. works. It's it's standalone. So what about the Iron Man? One? Iron Hammer one is set more recently. I did get hints that there were other heroes, but it didn't give too much, and so it was hard to tell. Then what? The other one that's going to be is Peter Parker and Moon Knight. <laughs> What's he called? A Rack Knight. Oh, I know. I thought it would be <laughs> Sp- Spider Moon. Would have been something like Spider Moon. Spider Moon. You sound like Bushmaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me now, Luke Cage. Auntie. Um, <laughs> Make me some collard green. This isn't racist. That's is a it? little. That's a <laughs> no, no, no. He says that in the show. I think. Does he? Are you not thinking of Space Jam? Where, no, when, no. When, when Michael Jordan comes <laughs> home and goes, "What's for dinner?" And she goes, "Spinach and collard green." And like, Jesus wept. Um, the crows from Dumbo to come in. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, Ghost Panther, <laughs> which is going to be obviously fucking. Black Panther Ghost, and Ghost Rider. Rider. The only one I wasn't going to pick up was uh, Weapon Hex, um, <laughs> which I honestly I don't know who that is. It's well, obviously X twenty three. It's Laura Kinney, isn't it? Who's X- Laura Kinney? Who's Laura Kinney? X twenty three. Oh, so X twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Who's the other one then? Weapon Hex. Hex it implies magic. See. Let me see. Just it's. Is, is it that illogical? Skull. Will it be? Um, Scarlet Witch. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably Scarlet Witch, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, that's the only one I wasn't, wasn't going to pick up. But to be I'm... honest, that's the only one that I would, because it's a mutant. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking X-Men, mate. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I saw them coming out, and it reminded me of the uh, the Amalgam comics you know, from back in the day, like mm. the Wolverine Batman one, Dark Claw. Did oh, you see them? Like, yeah, yeah. That's actually a hot issue now, like, that, that's actually worth quite a what bit. Was it, who did Superman meet? Was it Thor and Superman? Oh, it was Captain America and Superman made one person. What I can't it? remember them all. To um, oh but yeah, there were some cool ones back in back in the day. But it just reminded me of that, and I, I was tempted to pick them up, but then because I saw it was tied into Infinity Warps, and I wasn't reading that. Infinity War, sorry. I'm a uh, sucker so. for an Elseworld. I love a good Elseworld. Yeah, I, I don't cool. care. Well, um, let's carry on with what we've been reading. Uh, Heroes in Crisis, in issue that, one. I liked that. Now, this is the Tom King, Clayman, DC Comics event at the moment. Um, this has got a lot of controversy as well, because of this, what happens in issue one, obviously. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of deaths, mm-hmm. uh, very death-heavy book, and two big characters appear to have died now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Arsenal... And Flash. Wally West, Flash. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to have to keep saying spoilers because you know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I apologise if I just did spoil that for anyone. Um, I love the look of this book. I love Clayman. He's actually one of my favourite artists currently. 
Just so good, man. Yeah, no, the art so in this good. was... This is actually what was what drew me to it, because I'm not the biggest DC fan, and I don't like it when they do crossovers. I don't... But I saw Tom King was involved. I went, right, okay, well, he's been very... He's great, he's, Tom he's, King. I love his detective comics, so he can work with a lot of characters. And then, as I was in the show... Detective comics? He's on Batman. He's on Batman. Is he, is he not doing detective as well? No. Oh, fuck it. So he's... Well, all right, whatever. He's got, he, he's good on Batman. I've I'm, I'm misjudged he did, he, that. He did Vision. He did Vision. Um, oh, yeah, he did, he did... Yeah, he did. I didn't like Vision, though. Um, but then I opened it up and saw the artwork. Yeah. And was like, you know what? You've got me. You, you, Look you've at got that. my attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Superman... The, the first, you know, the double-page spread. Superman, you know, racing across all these fields and... It harkens back to the originals. The shadows just spell out heroes, heroes in crisis. crisis and and it made me. It, made, it was by the end. What was clever was, and here's where good narration and uh, what Batman Dams was missing was. I was wondering what is going on. I can tell something is, and at the end when you find out they're speaking to a computer that's meant to help them, that well, that's what all those things are. It gave an extra layer, so I went back and read them again, and I yeah. also just really, really enjoyed the idea that oh yeah. Heroes would have post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, it's it's a really um, interesting concept, and Tom King's such a good writer, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, I just I don't see why he gets all the hate. Well, I do because Batman nerds and they, and they want Batman a certain way. They don't want him to, you know, have character development and, and feelings. They yeah. don't want, you know, they just want action when it comes to Batman and detective work. They want to see Joe, like more Joker, less penis. You know, but Batman, uh, sorry, Tom King is so good with his character development. That's what I love. I mean, that's what I read Tom King for, for his, his dialogue with characters, his character development. Um, and this story's quite subtle as well. And it's a mystery because you're almost like, Oh, it's you a don't mystery. know what's going on. It's a murder mystery. The end of the the last page of the comic, and then you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, because you think like has has Booster Gold killed them all? Has yeah. Harley killed has them Harley all? Harley killed them all, and they're blaming each other. Um, what? Do, by the way, what is Booster Gold? Can Booster Gold just travel in time? Is yeah, that like yeah, yeah. But it, he clearly has another power. Like he can fly by the looks of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm really. I, Booster I Gold know, is, is a very unusual character. Like I know he can do stuff, but I've never thought he could do that much. But no, um, this has really caught my attention. This book, and I can't wait for issue two. Again, lovely paper. Lovely. <laughs> the color just pops on it, man. It's just, it just the pops. way the way that the black just like rests in these pages, and Clayman's art, dude. He's so emotive with his expressions on people. And it's just ruined it's by that so terrible, good. terrible advertisement for Superwoman and Supergirl on Blu-ray. On, on the, the back. back. Yeah. Having to look at that. But I am with you 100%. I, 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 thought, I thought I was going to read it and go, and put it down. But no, loved it. I'm really looking forward to the next yeah. one. Love that cover as well. That's not by Clay Man, I don't think. What are the... Um, how many issues of that are going to be? How often is that going to be? It's monthly. Um, it, there's going to be nine issues. Ooh! Mm. Nice little nice little niner. Take that, Doomsday Clock. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm more thinking about that stupid Snyder Justice League run, which started off interesting, and they tried to squeeze it in onto four. Oh, are you talking about um, No Justice? Yeah, so? No Justice. 
I enjoyed that, you but did. it was it, it was, was very snidery. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Snyder, oh. look what's up next on my pile of things I've read. Is he writing that now? All Star Batman. Yeah. Is a Batman book. Uh, it's finished now. That Snyder was writing. He had rotating artists. Jock was on it. Um, Ramita Junior was on it. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> I just I just randomly got this um, in a sale. Um, you know, Level Up, the comic shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, exactly. Closed down now, unfortunately. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, wouldn't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you said, you did wah, wah. <laughs> she might be listening. <laughs> Lucy, if you're listening, I'm really sorry your shop's closed. I used to love going in there for many years. But yeah, I picked up some bargains. Um, I got this All-Star Batman issue nine. Just randomly, like I've, I've read, I think almost all of them up to this, but I just picked it up. I was like, well, I may as well read it. Um, and weirdly, came across Duke's origin in here. Oh, did you? Yeah. So if you if you listen to the last episode of Chris's comics, we talked about Batman and the Signal three issue miniseries, and we couldn't and figure out. We were clutching at straws, looking on Wikipedia, trying to see Duke's origin, why he ended up getting superpowers, and we couldn't figure it out. And just so, you know, by fate, I've actually ended up reading Duke's Origin. I'm going to have to fucking um, pick it up now. So, why? for some reason, it's in issue nine of All-Star Batman. Okay. Fuck knows why. Why did you... Uh, by the way, I know... I don't get how you do this. Because what? you could drive, would drive the the little amount of OCD that I have in me. But... Why do I buy random issues? Not why do you buy random issues. Why do you read random issues that are clearly part of a linear storyline? Well, I could honest, not read. If I picked up number nine, I would then go on the internet and be finding issues one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. And then I pick this up and it says, Ends of Earth, the finale. So it's the, actually the last part in the story. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just like to dip into books sometimes to see whether I like it or not. And then I'll go back and, and read it, you know, the previous issues if I like uh, it. Mm-hmm. Um, now... If you want, we'll pause the podcast here and you can have a little look through this uh, because it's actually a backup story at the end of the book that shows Duke's origin. Um, but it's it's really weird, man. It's to do with the Riddler. Um, what? Yeah, it's really odd. He, it's almost like the Riddler gives him his superpowers. Um, it's literally like five, five or six pages long. Um, we'll, we'll pause it here and I'll well, let you have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll discuss it. So, what do you think? Um, I I'm still don't know. <laughs> I still don't get what... I hate Snyder, why do you do this? Just same, like... Just, I I have no idea how he got his powers or why. He broke his arm and his leg, and then he shocked him with some lucky. Who did that, though? The, whoever the bad guy was in that. Yeah. He mentions seeds, which is is an inter- integral part of how Duke comes into it because that's in Batman New Fifty Two. Yeah. Um, where one of the the bad guys he gives people seeds. Oh, is it Mister Bloom? Mister Bloom. Yeah. So he's implying Mister Bloom. Now he does handle Mister Bloom's seeds. Um, that's not Mister Bloom, is it? No. But it did say some. Was that Zaz? Which one was Zaz? The one that marks his body with all like the oh that was like a psychopath on it or maybe because it looked a bit like him I don't know but 
I think this, this sums it up perfectly. We still, we've got the, we've got the issue. He gets him. We still don't fucking know. Even, <laughs> even he doesn't know. He goes, the, the last words are, "What's he done to me? Who's he speaking about? The Riddler or Snyder? What have you done to me, creator?" The Snyder may as well be the fucking Riddler. To be oh honest. Jesus! With his, <laughs> with his cryptic origin story. Snyder the fuck out of it again. We love you, Scott Snyder. He was a very nice guy when I met him. He was a very nice man, to be when fair. When I eventually got eventually to meet him. Eventually met him in take four. If you want to look at the footage of that happening, go to the Talk Nerdy um, YouTube and it's the, the Comic Con Bubble video. Yeah, Comic Con Thought Bubble, the very first one. <laughs> Interesting watch that looking back. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's like our origin, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I've just got a couple more issues that I want to talk about, unless you've got anything to add. Um, what have you been reading? I'm trying to have a think now. Hold on. When I say I think, I've got them in front of me. Um, we did that, we did that. I dropped Thor because... Thor oh, did, you dropped Thor, did Yeah, you? It, 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 it forced my hand. I was, I was plodding along. I wasn't minding it. And then on Thor number five, or Thor number four... Um, <laughs> it's easy for you to say. It was not easy for you to say. <laughs> um, they just... It, the story starts completely at another point and it says to find out what you're up to you need to be reading Infinity Wars oh, oh fuck, fuck you yeah I like, fucking hate Marvel when they do that I, it, it just it just I just was like well done I'm dropping this now dude that's happened to me so many times where like, I'll be enjoying a series and then it'll jump and it'll be like yeah you need to read so and so crossover to mm. follow the story and it's like no don't make me pick up another title. I'm reading this because I want to read this only. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're not made of fucking money. Um, Doomsday Clock? We, we we can't discuss that yet. No, we can't. <laughs> and it's killing me. Because I, I want to taltalk to you about it, but we're waiting to dedicate an episode of this to talk about um, it. The Punisher. Now, oh, yeah. This yeah, was yeah. interesting because I made it my comic pick of the week because I really was looking forward to it. I then read it and was really disappointed. Let me let me just clear this up. Your comic picks of the week are what you're picking, the thing that you're most looking forward to picking up, yeah. not the thing that you've read and that's good. No, it's that you've what picked. It's always my comic pick of the week is always what, what is most... coming out and I haven't read. I do make it very clear right. in the review. Um, I always say like the reason I'm excited about this is because right, right. So it's never something I've read already. Right, I, I see. Don't see the... That's the difference. Where I used to do my picks of the week. I'd read them and gone, these are the best of the week. Beforehand. Pick them up. Yeah. They're out now. You do what's coming out next week. I only do the one as well. So Because I don't know what's going to come out, but then I look at the list and go, because that's how I missed Batman Kings of Fear. I thought that was linked to something. I went, well, I'm not going to read into that too much. And you told me about nah. it. But um, Batman Damned, I knew there was a big build-up to it, so I recommended it because I thought, well, this is going to be a big thing. And I was right to recommend it because if you did pick it up, you could be sharing. You might be in this uh, this Deadpool that me and Chris have. <laughs> Actually, um, you know, OK Comics and Leeds. Yeah. They put up a post and they were like, "Whoever has subscribed to Batman Damned, please come and pick up your copy." And he posted a picture, and he's got like a stack of Damned just waiting there for people to pick up. And he's like, "If you don't pick them up in the next few days, I will, sell, will sell them and them. pay my mortgage this month." <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, talk about Punisher. So Punisher, away. number one, was really disappointing because I thought it, it wasn't in it that much. It was a little... It, he's Hydra were in it 
with, with the bad guys and Zemo, which I didn't really like because I thought it was a little bit. Uh, I just I just didn't like. I didn't want them in it. I wanted to be more street level. It already seemed like it'd been raised up to another level by having a terrorist organization be the bad guys. He's drawn a bit flabby and old looking, so he looks a bit <laughs> like you know he just looks like a warning potato. Um, and it did a little twist at the end, which was it just piqued me enough to make me go, "All right, I'll pick up number two. And a number two completely uppercutted me. I was, I loved it. Oh really? Yeah. And I see what what I'm hoping that it's going to be. It's like it's going to be one of them runs where if you were to pick this up in trade, it'd be great. Really? As in issues, this might be a little hard to swallow, but that second issue. I, I just had urges as soon as I put it down. Mm. I wanted the third issue because I need to know where we're going from here. Well, I'm just looking at at the covers now. Um, the covers look amazing. The covers um, are lovely as well. Gre- Greg Smallwood is the cover artist. Mm. Matthew Rosenberg is the writer. And I'm going to let you say the artist's name. <laughs> I cannot fucking pronounce that. Where is it there? Oh, is it the bottom on there? Ricardo Bercelli. Mm. <laughs> Ber- Bercelli. R- Ricardo Bercelli. Yeah. Ricardo Bercelli. Okay. So you're not the biggest fan of his art, but you're enjoying the story now. And is that in the second one as well? It, it he he actually drew him. He looked normal. There's some. I don't know what it is about that first issue, but he just looks a little haggard. I'm just looking at some of the reviews on it. Um, a lot of people dissing the art, saying it was good, but that they would change the artist. Uh, a lot of people saying, yeah, not a huge fan of the art. Um, someone saying, great art. So, <laughs> I don't it know. It truly it's... is through the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go live on Instagram right now, just to mix things up a little bit. Yeah. See if we can get any, any interaction. Um, I'm going to the Chris's Comics Podcast Instagram. So go and follow us if you haven't already. Um, that's Chris's with the double S. <laughs> with an SS? For fuck's sake. Now I'm pointing that out. That's this amazing. is all an accident. Um, <laughs> let's go live. They even make it look like an accident. Uh, let's just start the live video. <laughs> Checking oh. connection. This is fantastic. You're focusing on a visual medium for the audio-based podcast. This is great. I think... I think we're live. Yeah. Well, it says live at the top. Well, that implies it's live. So yeah, we're we're recording a podcast right now. Uh, just thought we'd hop on Instagram Live and see if we can get a bit of interaction. This is my uh, resident special guest, Mr. Jay Bidet. You you slightly mis you changed the words around. <laughs> I now made it sound like I'm special. Like, <laughs> and this is this is me. What's up, guys? And this is my nerd cave. How beautiful is this? That's all my comics over there in long boxes and uh, all, all my Batman stuff over there in the cabinet. What about Han? This uh, Han is uh, over here. Life size Han Solo. Got all my uh, Marvel Select up there. Yeah, this is great for the podcast actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put let's, on a clap. <laughs> let's continue. Um, okay, so... Uh, what else have we been reading? Well, been reading you've got uh, Blackbird issue one. Can't talk about it. I, so you've I picked not it read up. It. I've not read it. Okay, so I've read it, and um, don't spoil it for me. Dick. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The story wasn't really my thing. Okay. Um, 
It's it's a bit. The writer was on Harley Quinn, I think. Do you so. know what else he was on? What was he on? He was on one of my favorite little runs, which is why I actually picked it up. He was on the Star Lord Kitty Pride Secret Wars. Oh, see, yeah. you know what? I've still not read that. Oh, um, what? I've got all the issues in my long box over there. And it's I've, amazing. I've not read it yet. Oh, um, it's brilliant. So one day. Can we do that? I'd love to reread that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll do, course, we'll do yeah. that. But yeah, Blackbird number one um, looked great. Story not really my thing. Not going to carry on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but only because it's just not my, not really my thing. The story, but no, fair enough. But yeah, the colouring in it and the art is fabulous. Yeah, I, um, I was that was just a bonus for me picking that up. I looked through it. It reminds me a little bit of um, Wicked in the Divine, that kind right. of sort of style. I never read that. You see, it's 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 a it's, it's what's the word? It's it, not everyone's cup of tea. I mm. I like it, but I know some heart, you know comic heads who really don't like it. So uh, hopefully we can talk about this book. We can't. Oh, you've not read I'm it. I've not read it yet. I'm Issue sorry. one of Umbrella Academy. Oh. Um, so I have read it, and it was great. Oh, good. Um, ten years in the making. Has it been ten since years since volume two? Shit Dallas, off. yeah, ten years. Uh, so Jared has taken his sweet ass time on this one, <laughs> and it does not disappoint. It's great. Um, it's it's very. It's just the same, really. You know. It, it's not, all, and that's not like a diss. No, all. it's not a diss, and um, it's it's almost like it is picked straight up. Like it doesn't feel like it's been that big of a jump. Uh, um, do they? It has there been a jump though in the yeah, timeline? yeah. There's been a jump in the timeline, and you know I want to make that clear. There is a jump in the timeline, but the writing, its style, the story, and the art feel as fresh as it did ten years ago, which is a weird thing to say mm. because that actually was quite a specific look around that time yeah when my chem was still together and do you know what i mean like it was it was a time know. when my chem was still together yeah you the had, world you was were, right donald pa- trump wasn't president you could power <laughs> up you could power up your playstation 2 you know just a simple morning with cornflakes and playstation 2 not having to worry about mortgages and bank loans and <laughs> pregnancies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, um, Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion, issue one. Yeah, I love the title. Yeah, the, the title's Hotel great. Oblivion, I almost feel that I'm, I'm a bit gutted because I have a feeling that if Mike Hammer carried on, that would have been the name of yeah. either a song or the album. He's definitely got a list of like cool sounding yeah, things. He, he just he gets like, he, this is he's like a magician. He just gets these words that mean nothing apart, really. Oh, and they the, found us. It's the fashion police. <laughs> it's ancient Taz. I've had this shirt, you know, since I was eight. Really, really, have you? Have you really? Yeah, no. looking at the hole in the sleeve. Like it used to be a big baggy one that, I, an adult one that was given to me. And I've never been Orlando, Florida. Um, I was gonna say, man, you um, haven't left the country, no, have you? I have left the country. I'm in Vegas, baby. You've not been to? Uh, have you been to Vegas? I've been Vegas. I've been to LA. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? I went when I had 2001, 2002, I went to LA. What are the first, pictures? I didn't see my, anything. Well, this was before this kind of Instagram live oh. kind of shit. I went, I got my skateboard from the Sunset Strip, yo. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right, Jay Leal. With that. Yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to picking it up. But yeah. Uh, Hotel Oblivion, brilliant Check title. it out. Great name. Um, I will carry on reading this. Love the cover as well. Same artist as well, isn't it? Same artist. Um I will say though, um, Abby's uh, Abby's review of this book 
Um, she, she wasn't a fan of the first Umbrella Academy at all. She struggled to finish the first volume. Did she do the second? She didn't read the second because she didn't like it at all. What? So why is she reading this? I'll tell you why. Because she ran out of books to read. and You've got all that! Uh, my, this, we were both in bed at the time and my stack was right there. Oh. And she was like, have you got anything to read that, that isn't superheroes? I was like, well... Well, it technically I've, is superheroes as well. I've, I've got this. You know, I've got indie, dark horse kind of thing. Um, and she picked it up, opened it up, sat back in bed to read it. About two minutes later, she just threw at me and went, I can't read this shit. Oh, God. <laughs> she was like, I can't read his shit. Oh. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just his shit. His words and... No, I can't do it. And oh, she just no. gave it me back. So, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's... like, it's... Jared, I won't say he's an acquired taste. I don't think he's the acquired taste. Um, although I, the his fact... comic books are of a specific genre. True I'll Lives say. of the Fabulous you Killjoys know. is by far one of the worst pickups I've ever, ever had. Ooh. I really regret it. You're going to get some hate there. Go and send at JB Dirt Star some hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't mind because the thing is I wanted to like it. I genuinely wanted to like it. I was even warned though by um, our friend uh, Mr. Lucian. Oh yeah. Yeah, I bumped yeah. into bumped into him at um, Thought Bubble. He went, the one thing I'd avoid is that one, and I was like, no, fuck you, I'm going to pick it up, and I sorely regret it. Well, I think that about wraps it up for what we've been reading. Shall we move on to the main, main subject? Oh, can you do a bit of an unveil on the? Uh... Oh. We're going to talk about Ultimate Volume One, Superhuman. Yeah. Um, Mark Millar. Mark and... Millar. Brian Hitch. Um, so we haven't spoke about this yet. <laughs> no, what we thought. I, um, um, you know I what? Even... Before we delve into this, I'm going to stop on. the Instagram live because if you want to see this, you got to listen to the podcast. Well, if you want to hear it, then yeah. you got to listen to the podcast. So, Get, that's, that's getting them in. Yeah. So. Bye. See you later, Instagram. Yeah. No one watched. <laughs> Yeah, people, it always appears later, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. So. I've got so much to say about this. Oh, really? Great. Okay. Well, it's it's been a while since I've read it, so I might need to flip through it and, and sort of get a feel for it again. Um, we're going to do things a bit differently okay. this time. I don't want to go through the story. That's fine. Because I've listened to some of the you know, the podcasts we've done where we've done that, and it drags a bit. Yeah, sort of. I've even tried to make it as fast. The, as yeah, because it's cool. Because like the podcast, like it's it's our banter. We're talking about what we've been reading, and then when we get to the main subject, it kind of comes to a, a grinding halt when we're talking about the story of something. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So let's switch it up a bit. Let's just talk about. I'll tell you what, read the synopsis on the back, just to let everyone know what this book is about. Um, you know, so we should do it like in a really cool like movie voice. Oh. I was going to say do it in Mark Millar's voice, but I don't know how good your Scottish accent is. Is he Scottish? <laughs> yes. No worries. Spider-Man and Green Goblin. The X-Men. No, no. no. <laughs> I can't act that. Uh, I think I sound dead Scottish when I do that. Uh, Spider-Man and the Green Goblin. The X-Men and Magneto. Strange beings with incredible powers have risen up to challenge the old order, and ordinary citizens are scared witless. The government's solution? A small but lethal army known as... The Ultimates, <laughs> created to protect humanity from the newly rising threats to mankind. Among those considered for membership, <laughs> Iron Man, 
a publicity-seeking capitalist sporting a self-made personal assault suit. <laughs> Giant man, a Prozac-popping scientist with an inferiority complex as large as his stature. <laughs> the Wasp, a petite powerhouse with a sordid secret. <laughs> the Hulk, a brilliant gentleman with an inhibition overpowering addiction that may tear apart everything and everyone he loves. <laughs> Captain America. A star-spangled super-soldier with John Glenn's buzzcut cool, John McCain's politics, and Mike Tyson's Red Cross. <laughs> and Thor, a new-age guru who may either be the living son of a Norse god or lunatic with a big hammer. <laughs> who the fuck wrote that? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think that really worked for me. Do, I mean, do you know, want to know what I fall on this? Go on. Well, when you suggested this, I'm not going to lie, I dodged it like the plague. <laughs> I knew you did, because you didn't read it until the last minute. I was like, dude, we're podcasting next week. I know. And you're like, I suppose I better read it then. I don't, you, I, you were hoping I'd pick a different book, weren't you? I, was, I, was, I just, <laughs> I, I never like Avengers stories. Marvel kind of, when they put, they sometimes, they're so hit and miss sometimes Marvel for me that I kind of didn't want to be disappointed because I had Thor in, and it had, all, it had Hank Pym in. But um, this is... Marvel's Ultimate Comics version of the Avengers, right? Yeah. So, wh- when did this come out? I, I should, I should, I should know oh, this. Oh God, Chris, we um, should have discovered was, this. No, I want to say it was two thousands. It was a long time ago. Uh, uh, right, the fifth printing was in two thousand and five. Right, so it came out a fair, fair bit before that. Thirteen years ago, if um, maybe not. A bit, yeah. So, so this was Marvel's new thing that they did. Mm-hmm. They brought out Ultimate Comics, which was basically. A reboot of all their characters. It was a new universe. It was a completely separate universe. It was the ultimate universe. It wasn't 616. They weren't tied at all. So it was, in essence, a fresh new start with all their characters. Yeah. All their flagship characters. So the Ultimates was basically their Avengers. Yeah. Which, um, was my, which is what I was dreading. Because I thought, it's not just the Avengers... It's uh, uh, it's just like, oh, we're starting again with the Avengers again. Did you not think, oh, we're starting with the Avengers again? No, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're starting with the Avengers again. Um, I'd read Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man, that was good. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I really just had bad vibes about this. Right, okay. I freaking love this. Really? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's two big things. Number one, and I said it prior, this is not... Just any old story. This is an elsewhere story to me. This um, is what yeah, if yeah, all this yeah. happened. So I liked that. Okay. Number two, this is where I can see Marvel now going, we need we need our own version of The Watchmen. How can we have a version of The Watchmen, but we don't? We can't be bothered putting the time to make completely new characters? Well, we don't have to. Why don't we take the characters we have and reboot them in a darker way? Mm. And you know what? All these characters are assholes. I hate all of them. <laughs> I absolutely hate all especially these characters. Especially Hank Pym. Especially Hank Pym. <laughs> especially, I don't like Captain America. I don't like Tony Stark. I feel like he's just a total cheese ball. But you know what? What do you think of the Wasp? The Wasp is just like this weird, awkward... Like, why didn't she get her tits out? I know, it's <laughs> weird, like, promiscuous. Well, then, why like... didn't you get the tits out? Well, because the Hulk is, when he gets angry, he gets horny now. <laughs> like, the big... I mean, the spread. That scene, right, just completely threw me. I was like, wait, what's happening? The Hulk 
is now angry, but he's horny. He's horny? It, it was so weird, man. It was, and then where's the, wasp, the spread? Wasp got her tits out. Birdie! <laughs> like, but... So weird. Here's the thing. I like the fact I hate the characters. It gives me more reason to like... It makes it... Yeah. They are still interesting. I don't have to like them. Yeah, I just have to find yeah. them interesting. And I do. And this is why, now, I haven't brought back the other copy. Because... I'm going to read the shit out of it all. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're going to cover uh, volume two. Uh, we're not going to do it on the next episode because no. I don't want it to be ultimate heavy. Well, saying that, I want to do Old Man Logan next issue. Oh, sick. Uh, no, next episode, sorry. Sick. If that's okay. That's fine. Um, so we're not having a Marvel break. We're just going to have an ultimate break because I don't mm. want to I don't want to be, you know, harping on about the ultimates for two fucking months. Um but yeah, I second what you say with this book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were a few moments in it where I was like, what the fuck? Like like the Hulk part and, and stuff like that. Um, I thought the art was really good, which um, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't normally say for Brian Hitch because he his style is very dated now, I think. like um, f- For me, Brian Hitch can be very hit and miss, but it works in this book. It does. Um because of the tone of the story yeah. and the tone of the characters. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different take on the Avengers. And I really liked it. Um, Mark Millar's writing can get a bit odd in places. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> he gets in... <coughs> Sorry. He gets in trouble with um, being a bit misogynistic, I think. Well, he is a little. Um, I mean, I've just opened up on the right page there where... Um, what is it? He's So, Captain America says... What are you waiting for, ladies? Christmas before you know to tell his men to charge over. Which that's one thing, but then it says on another panel where he jumps out of the thing. He says he he never wears a parachute. Um, he says parachutes are for girls. Now <laughs> that is misogynistic. Yeah, but it's Mark Millar. He wrote Kickass for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, it, it. That's who he is as a writer. So once you get past that part of it. It's a really enjoyable read, um, and I'd recommend it to someone that's looking Marvel fans that are looking for something a bit different when it comes to their Avengers. But you know what? I, the thing is with Mark Millar and his other stuff is I don't think he's writing it to be misogynistic. I think he's making the character misogynistic, yeah. and yeah. if you don't like the writing you don't like the character yeah. and that's fine he maybe doesn't really want you to like the character mm-hmm. for that reason like the, the first the first impression I, you get of Captain America in this he saves the day but he's a dick he's a bit of a dick um, whereas the Captain America that we're always given is you know the golden boy you know the, the American boy scout in the Marvel movies they try and make him the most likeable guy he could run for president tomorrow and, you know, everyone will vote for him. In this, he's not likeable. And he's a bit more realistic in that sense. He's a bit more like a soldier yeah. from the 1940s. How a it's, man would be. It's definitely like, it worked. Do you know what I mean? It's like a reboot for this day and age. Mm. Because, you know, you trace the Avengers back to the golden age. 60s, you know, isn't it? It's before even that, I think. Yeah. Um, but either way, it doesn't hold up to this day. If you're looking for continuity and you go all the way back there... It doesn't work. This works for you know, like a modern take on the Avengers, and I I liked it a lot. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Volume Two. 
because things things are different in volume two. I've already begun volume two. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. mate, I couldn't stop. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got to skim over this briefly, unfortunately, because I've got to wrap up. Uh, we've gone a bit long, and I've got to go and pick Abby up from work. Um, so is there anything you want to point out? I mean... I feel that it just took every character and found a, found a way to make me not like them, but in a way that I, they're still interesting. So Bruce Banner now is always got this Hank Pym egotistical side of himself, self depreciating, but just wants to be noticed and is actually willing to become the Hulk and kill people to get the Avengers to initiative to work. Yeah. So that he gets praise for it. Out that. That, and he, and when he put and then that's why I don't like him. When he's the Hulk, we've already said he becomes this weird horny beast, which that's a disgusting version of a Hulk. I like that. <laughs> Tony Stark is this happy-go-lucky philanthropist, but because he doesn't know how long he's got left, and he's just gonna try anything because he's got cancer, and that made me hate him because he's just like one of them guys who he reminds me of, you know, in Jurassic World, the guy who who's managed to reopen the park. And he goes to fly the helicopter. Oh, yeah, 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 He's yeah. that kind of yeah. stupid level of it, of rich, stupid guy. Yeah. Where, actually, you're just a dick with money. Yeah. That's what, again... Yeah. So I don't like Tony Stark, which is a hard thing to do. But I get it. Um, what did you think about the Hank Pym and, and, uh, and Wasp thing at the well, end? Well, at the end, I thought it was like a hearkening back to the originals. Um... Because, you know, obviously Hank Pym has beat his wife before in the comics. Yeah. Before this. Um, I did think it kind of almost came it, a little bit out of nowhere. It but... was a, For me, that was a weird moment where it became... It was like, oh my God, like quite a shocking domestic violence scene. Mm. And then it became sort of like a weird joke game thing. You know, What's where like... She shrunk down or something, and then like. Well, you would use your powers, wouldn't you? If you're I don't in that know. Situation. It became like a weird like superhero fight straight after a domestic abuse thing. Like I don't know. It kind of took a weird turn. Well, they are they are super. I mean, I suppose you know. I don't you know. I suppose you you would if you were if you had superpowers and you're in a situation like that. I suppose you'd use them. But it became almost a bit too light-hearted quite instantly. I think that that moment where, you know, he struck out at Janet, that it should have held a bit more weight by switching up the way that it ended. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it held weight because I felt like that was pretty damn dark. And then, since carrying on without speaking about it, it's you see the extent of what's happened, and it, it, it's, yeah. it's but I can see for some people it might not be the uh... do you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm articulating my words correctly enough there, but it, it kind of um, it threw me off a little bit the way they, they went all super powery. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it's also probably because throughout it, it's been stuck so much to being as realistic as possible. Yeah, like there isn't yeah. like grand like when he come discovers he can go big. It's just in a test in a lab, and then him when they reveal it, all he's like just picking up buses for the TV cameras because that's what you do. He doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. Um, there isn't that much. There's action, but there isn't that much mad, mad action until the Hulk fight. Yeah, so I, I thought, can see why it threw you out. I thought the pacing in general was really good in this book, though. I thought the story moved along nicely. 
Um, I didn't really struggle with the dialogue either. The, the, it was a bit dialogue heavy in parts, but I forgave it because it kind of worked. You know, it needed to be. I kind of think Thor was so throwaway though. Like, yeah, not utilized well, at yeah. all. Like, I still don't get who he is. Like, they kind of they've made out that this is all you need to know, and in fact, there's not going to be more to this. This is all you need to know. And what's more. What's more annoying is you. There is no mystery to him because you know what he's like. And then when he comes and reveals himself, the end, like I'm clearly the son of Thor. Look, I'm telling the truth. I'm not a lunatic. I can do all this. You kind of like, well, yeah, I knew that. I, I, I read comics. I know who Thor is. Yeah, it isn't. It was kind of didn't work. And the biggest surprise to me, and I've heard about this in the past, but oh, the Robert Downey Jr. bit. No, that. Oh, the George Bush. The George yeah, Bush yeah. Bit. George Bush. Go <laughs> like, oh well, what's it, your verdict on the twenty first century Captain America? <laughs> yeah, there's some really weird parts in this that date it a lot, like yeah. that, like the George Bush part, and the bit where Nick Fury is talking about Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, what um, a what a like proper weird foreshadowing him. though, because like obviously this was before. Iron Man came out before Robert Downey Jr. was cast. They were definitely casting via this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Samuel Samuel Jackson Jackson was casted because he looked like him in this book. Well, yeah, well, that. Well, apparently Samuel Jackson, if you can find the interview, he says that he was reading this at the time. He's a a fan of comics. That's why he plays, you know, when he plays Mr. Glass in Unbreakable. Yeah. That was a thing. He did no comics. He's a bit of a geek. So he said, I was picking up Ultimates, opened it and went, Oh shit! They've just cast me to play Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? Why have yeah. they done? Like he couldn't believe it's, it. It's he, amazing. But he really. was like, oh, well, there's no upcoming plans for a Nick Fury film, so yeah. why would they do that? He didn't really understand why. So they've always had him by the testicles. I love the if we can find the page actually where they cast everyone. Um, the predictions are. We'll be honest. Oh, oh yeah, when like who is it? Is it Captain America and and they're, they're talking Here we go. about? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Talking about who they'd cast. Yeah, in so, a film. So Johnny Depp for Iron Man. Yeah. I back then, if we went back to two thousand and five, I can see that. I would have yeah. seen that. Not now. No, no. He'd be more like Hank Pym. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> too real life there. Um. So yeah, you've got Johnny Depp. Um, Tony Smith's pretty boy. They then say, of course, oh yeah, for the Hank Pym in this, so a young Hank Pym, they say Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> which I think is a really bad choice for the way he's even portrayed in this. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey back then was doing films with Rachel from Friends, you know, you these rom coms. You know who I'd say? Um, for this one, Brendan Fraser. Mmm. I say he looks like him, yeah. but I don't know if he could be... Back then, was he that? He wasn't... He was George, 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 off the jungle. Yeah, he wouldn't have been he, that dark. He was in The Mummy and shit. He's got some range, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean... When you say he's got some range, that's like... It's it's not much of a swing, is it? You know? To, <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucy Liu to play... Now, I like this because he goes, oh, Lucy yeah. Liu to play her, and she goes... Oh, just because we're Asian and we all look alike. And you know what? I was completely with her on that. <laughs> I felt like... Mark, I, this part of me feels like Mark Millar has about three personalities. <laughs> and he was having a hit at himself. Yeah. Um, and then they start just making fun of uh, Bruce Banner. And... Oh, Steve Buscemi? Oh, yeah. That was great, that. Steve Buscemi, which... Because he gets offended by that because he overhears it, doesn't he, or something. Yeah. Well, they say uh, G- Gina Davis and then they say Stuart, the actual mouse, Stuart Little, 
from the film Stuart Little, but he's actually going, I would say, in Steve Buscemi. I kind of maybe see that, maybe. So, we're going to have to do final thoughts on it, I'm afraid. I know this is very rushed, but I can't believe that time has crept up on us like this. Uh, well, my final thoughts were, I went in with... See, this is a problem. I went in with such low expectations, it's battered me well above them. So you're glad I made you read it? Yeah. However, whether someone wouldn't have such low expectations, how would they feel? I don't know. It is a really... I, I heard that this book got really shit towards the end, like, awful... It was cancelled, wasn't it? Well, think um, this. I mean, I don't think it's a big secret about the Ultimate Universe, but everyone died. Yeah. They just killed every character, apart one from one. Miles Morales. <laughs> Ma- well, and Miles Morales was only invented because they killed the Spider-Man. Yeah. They killed Spider-Man, so they had to make a new one. And at the end of the Ma- the Ultimate Universe, which would be interesting to read, it's almost like harkening back to 90s superhero films where there was only one hero in it and it was Spider-Man. There was yeah. no heroes anymore. Oh, I do like the way that they just wash over mutants as well. That really made me smile. What was that for? Well, it's just a bit where they go, well, there's mutants in our universe, but they are so disgusting that we can't be seen with them. They're quarantined. We can't have any mutants <laughs> on the team at all. Are you kidding me? You would like that, you I fucking I love it. Um... Iron Man's suit is a bit weird because it leaves him in a toxic goo. It's it's dead. Oh yeah, that was a bit odd. Yeah, I was like, what's like he got it, all over? It, it, it lubes him up, like to move <laughs> about. It's it's a it's an interesting read. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. It's I mean, it goes so far to say it's a very good read. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna carry on with it. Yeah, which says a lot about it. To hear about us talking about volume two, listen to this podcast in a couple of months. And maybe we might talk about volume one a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, gonna wrap it up, I'm afraid. Um, so, um, thanks for listening. The competition winners are oh, oh. Chris Rowe, and that's not Chris Rowe from the Atari. I was about to say, <laughs> what the fuck? Also known as Crow, local lad from Formby. Oh, right. You know Chris Rowe. I'm familiar. Um, and Mark Rushton. Oh! Another local lad. So, thanks for your reviews, guys. Um, you will need to send us your addresses so we can post your comics out to you. Um, just email chriscomicspodcast at gmail.com and we'll get them out to you ASAP. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that. And I'm going to announce a new competition right Ooh. now. Because those reviews were on the Talk Nerdy Instagram, not Instagram, the Talk Nerdy podcast feed, mm-hmm. um, which I am not on anymore. Because alas, I have gone solo. I've left my comrades and talked early to me. You've flown the nest. I've flown the nest and I'm, I'm just going solo now. So, um, yeah, Chris Comics Podcast has its own podcast feed on iTunes. So please go and give me a review. Rate and review. Um, and I'll give you something. I've got a giant Batman and Joker canvas that I want to give to someone. So leave me a review and, yeah. You might want to take a photo of it and you put could it on win the that. I'll Instagram. Put it, yeah, I'll put it on the Instagram. That's how you win it, yeah. Go on the uh, Chris's Comics Podcast iTunes. Give us a five star if you'd be so kind and leave a nice review. Um, If you can, please leave your name on it so we know who you are because that was a a difficult thing we had problems with on the other one. Mm. We weren't quite sure who the people were. Um, But yeah, so that's that. Uh, I'll be announcing the winner on the next podcast next month. Um, So... Yeah, th- thanks for joining me, Job. Have you got anything you want to plug? 
Um, the latest thing, I mean, people who listen regularly will know I plug all the not late the talk nerdy stuff. The latest thing we have is the time lasses. So, do- quick summation: Doctor Who is now from Yorkshire. She's a Yorkshire woman. So we've got two Yorkshire women to talk who like Doctor Who to talk about it. So if you go and follow them on Instagram, it's at Time Lasses. Um, and if you go on the Talk Nerdy website and go to podcasts, they're just part of the Talk Nerdy podcast set and just listen to the podcast. They're Skyping each other at the moment. Um, so it's a little rough around the edges, but it is definitely worth a listen because they know what they're talking about. And yeah, I think it's going to only go up from there. Cool. Have you got any personal things to plug? Instagram? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, JB Dirt starts with personal Instagram. Just um, go to ProJub on Twitter and just go to everything that says Talk Nerdy UK. Cool. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And please follow the show on Instagram too. I've got a new Instagram account on there. It's at Chris's Comics Podcast. That's with two S's. Um, there's also a Facebook page. Please go and give that a like too. That's facebook.com slash Chris's Comics podcast again, I think. <laughs> it's all new. So, uh, but yeah, go and give us a like on that. I'll appreciate that. And um, please come back next time when we're going to be talking about Old Man Logan. Ooh, yeah. Alright, thanks for listening. Take it easy, guys. TTFM. I think that's my new thing. TTFM. <laughs> <laughs>